I feel compassion for Paul, who wrote to the Christians in Rome saying, I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but do the very thing I hate. He goes on to say, for I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I do. A few months ago, as part of a workshop assignment, I did an activity in which I drew two columns. On the left side of the page, I listed all the things I want to do. They included goals and aspirations that I know will improve my life. Some of the items on the list included trying to get eight hours of sleep each night, eating three balanced meals a day with more than one snack, exercising three to five days per week, saving money, and so forth. On the right side of the paper, I listed all the things I tend to do each day, like sleeping four to five hours, shopping online, sitting at the computer until I feel like the Tin Man from The Wizard of Oz, and eating the kinds of foods that are not helping me maintain good health. After compiling the list, I shared my observations with my small group participants. I had discovered that I could not understand why I resist doing the things that I say I value and are essential to a good life. I wish I knew why all the right choices live in the land of someday and all the behaviors that do not help me take up residence today. Knowing the right thing to do is meaningless if you don't do it. Someday is not a day of the week, I tell myself. You only have today. Make better choices today. It irks me that intelligence alone will not bail me out of this problem. Motivation must come from somewhere else. It is time to declare my independence from all that enslaves me and keep me from becoming my best self, I declare. I will be free of this bondage, I promise myself. There are other changes I want to make. These are changes that impact the lives of others. I want to be more compassionate with people who I think are challenging and difficult. I want to spend more time listening to those who are alone, scared, and frightened as we live through this pandemic. I want to stand up to oppressive behaviors and claim the right for everyone to be treated with dignity and respect. I want the courage to always, not just sometimes, be an ally to those who are denied the most basic of freedoms so they know that they are not alone. All the changes I want to make are within my control. I do not have to consider what other people think or might say. I do not have to factor into my decisions that someone else might become fearful because I am trying to better my life and the lives of others.
I can actively work to dismantle the harmful effects of prejudice, bigotry, and division that is born of fear tactics. These are reasonable goals, and I want to align more closely with my call to serve the Lord. All that stands between making these changes or continuing with business as usual is me. Sometimes I imagine Jesus sitting in my recliner, watching me wrestle with my unsatisfactory behavior until I am exhausted by the effort. He also seems to be perplexed as to why my choosing to do the right thing is never as natural for me as doing nothing to change. Stop fighting, he seems to say. Lay down these burdens. Join me and learn from me. Let me show you the way to live. For so many years, I thought there was value in completing the struggle on my own. I thought it was important to make it on my own, to do it myself. The idea of letting go and let God was a bit scary. And yet I know now that I am ready to stop listening to myself and more to Jesus. Yesterday, July 4th, marked the anniversary of the Declaration of Independence. Thirteen American colonies told the world that they were no longer subject to British rule. The signers listed their grievances to explain why they were acting. And as they justified their decision, they revealed their stated values when they said, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. After its independence, our leaders created our constitution, which includes this preamble. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. For 244 years, our country has wrestled with the aspirations embodied in these documents. We have struggled continuously with how to make these ideals a reality for all persons living in the United States. Like the exercise I described earlier, we have on one side of the page, dare to imagine a country in which we generally believe that all people are created equal, 
and that everyone has the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We include on our list what it would look like to have a government that encouraged domestic tranquility born out of fair and just treatment for all. We include the possibility that our country will someday promote the general welfare by providing quality health care and education for every resident. And when complete, our list will include everything that would help us to be a more perfect union for everyone. And just like in the exercise, there is the other side of the page. The things we in our society keep doing that keep us in bondage to the very behaviors we hate, the inequities and injustice, and the divisions that keep us from working together to achieve our goals. When we, like Paul, wrestle with the need to do good, only to find ourselves doing the opposite, we become frustrated and wonder who will help us. Maybe now is the time for us to consider Jesus's offer to learn from him. Maybe it is time for us to walk through life more humbly, gently seeking to heal the world as our savior did with love and kindness, compassion and understanding, faith and trust in God. Maybe it is time to yoke ourselves to the one who knows how to gracefully carry the burdens of life while seeking to do good. The journey to freedom, whether personal or societal, is worthwhile. However, it is a journey that we cannot and should not try to complete on our own. Nelson Mandela said, there is no easy walk to freedom anywhere. And many, us will many of us will have to pass through the valley of the shadow of death again and again before we reach the mountaintop of our desires. As we take our long journey to freedom, let us walk the path of righteousness together and let us allow ourselves to be led by the one who knows how to walk through the valley of the shadow of death with a light that can never be extinguished. <laughs>